Hi, this is Milton Pedraza, CEO of the Luxury Institute. In today's podcast, I want to share some ideas from our latest white paper, The Seven Rules for Reinventing Your Luxury Business Model Post-Pandemic. It's clear that citizens of the world have endured months of living through the COVID-19 pandemic experience. When we're past the worst of the crisis, we will not be the same. But we know from history that there will be many major opportunities for economic prosperity. So how can luxury business leaders take creative, effective steps right now to shift the growth curve to a higher plane with a steeper growth trajectory? To help brands achieve their well-intentioned purpose and values, here are seven rules for reinventing the luxury business model for post-pandemic success. Rule number one, from disruption to agility. Disruption is an overused term that is used incorrectly in business. To disrupt means literally to throw into disorder or destroy a structure. According to the disruption experts, a brand has to be in a relatively constant state of disruption or perish. Case studies such as the failure of Kodak to disrupt itself and its failure to innovate the digital photo era are in vogue. But the fact is that Kodak invented the first digital camera in 1975. It failed to develop the digital business for fear of hurting its lucrative film business. Disruption is not the solution to lack of courage. There was nothing to tear down or destroy. There was something to build in parallel. And the same is true for Blockbuster. Blockbuster had video streaming technology but unfortunately not the courage and agility to execute. The pandemic has already achieved enough massive disruption. What all businesses really need now is to be agile. Agility is the ability of an organization to sense, anticipate, and respond efficiently and effectively to constant changes that are occurring or are likely to occur. Film cameras and video stores did not disappear for years. Kodak and Blockbuster, had they been agile organizations, had ample time to set up competing entities and could have empowered and nurtured the agility of each to let the market determine the winner. Either way, they would have won. Agility is often more evolutionary than revolutionary in nature. However, just as as with an elite athletic team, agility requires great courage, expertise, resources, coordination, and speedy, brilliant execution. As we will see from the rules below, agile business models continuously and rapidly evolve critical structures and attributes that help them to survive and thrive in rough terrain. Rule number two, from fixed cost pipelines to variable cost ecosystems. The year 2020 is a time of survival for many businesses. Unfortunately, even though we now live in a digital world, most luxury goods and services brands operate like industrial age pipelines with rigid linear processes and high fixed costs. In the pipeline model, profits come from scaling past high fixed brick and mortar costs. Today, many brands have learned that this dated model needs to evolve into a variable cost ecosystem. For example, executives should learn that unless it is essential and profitable, 
Maybe it's part of your core business. But if it's not, businesses should not own or rent much real estate. It is expensive and drains cash. Brands are discovering that many people can optimize working from home and office. Or dare I say, from home and office, and it is not an either-or proposition. Fixed office and other space, and their high annual maintenance costs, something that few people think about, can be dramatically reduced. Further, while some brands feel they require being fully vertically integrated to control quality and the client relationship, and that's legitimate, it is also clear that there are many opportunities in today's digital economy to fully outsource at least some processes to top-tier specialist partners and then develop the will and the skill to hold them accountable. Apple's phone production is outsourced to an ecosystem of production partners who meet strict quality standards, and it outsources app development to an ecosystem of developer partners with strict standards. Apple currently prioritizes big retail stores to own the customer relationship. Now let's see if that element of the business model endures, or if Apple can combine stores with serving customers remotely or in their homes better, faster, with less friction, at a lower cost, and with higher associate quality of work and life. I think that's an opportunity for Apple. Rule number three, from clients first to associates first. Putting customers first was always a good slogan, but is totally unrealistic in 2020. Legendary top-performing corporate cultures such as the Four Seasons and the Ritz-Carlton, when they operate at their peak, always take care of associates first. Any brand, to execute its purpose, must build a shared high moral purpose and values as guiding posts for all associates, internal and external associates, and then they must live those purpose and values daily. Human beings, even in a digital environment, must feel cared for and valued. They must have access to education and continuous learning in critical skills that drive the domain expertise of the individual and the brand. And most importantly, associates must learn, practice, and master the emotional intelligence life skills that promote deep empathy, trustworthiness, and generosity. Expertise, deep empathy, trustworthiness, and generosity are the four pillars of relationship building. These skills, practiced toward all associates first, drive collaboration, innovation, and brilliant execution of the moral purpose and values of the brand. And consequently, associates hold each other accountable in kind ways for treating all constituents, including customers, accordingly. Without the associate's first foundation, taking great care of customers can never be achieved. Rule number four, from bureaucratic silos to collaborative hybrid teams. Once the brand has created the right culture and gathered the right permanent internal and external experts, it is time to shatter the dysfunctional departmental silos. It's amazing that it has taken a pandemic to get production, technology, finance, e-commerce, human resources, sales and marketing departments to align and coordinate 
for survival. In order to be effective post-pandemic, brands must reorganize into prioritized project teams of experts with the proven expertise to innovate and build agile solutions to the most critical issues confronting the business. And part of that is that they need to anticipate, not just solve problems. Brands will need to optimize the work of internal experts with that of external experts. Creating and maintaining a network of top-tier, on-demand outside experts will be one critical task for the enterprise. In addition, activating agile, courageous, hybrid, rapid response teams of individuals who not only bring best-in-class domain expertise, but also the emotional intelligence to cooperate effectively and hold each other accountable, like Navy SEALs, will be a non-negotiable requirement to operate efficiently and effectively. When the loyalty of a team member is to a department silo, the probability for conflict of interest and lowest common denominator performance is certain. The industrial ages linear baton handoff departmental model is dead. Bureaucratic brands that fail to transform from departments into agile, emotionally intelligent, expert hybrid teams will be at a major disadvantage in performance and survival. Rule number five, from big data to relevant, rich, and real-time data, what we call the three R's of data. Big data has worked well for data generated by non-human entities such as the weather, plane engines, farming equipment, and inanimate sources. However, for the consumer and luxury goods and services brands that need to build humanistic, individual, long-term customer relationships, big data is a failure. Peter Norvig, Director of Research at Google has stated, we don't have better algorithms, we just have more data. And he goes on to say, more data beats clever algorithms. But better data beats more data. Studies show that at most brands, customer data is missing, dirty, incomplete, irrelevant, dated, and obsolete. The opportunity is not big data, at least not for luxury brands that want to build relationships. The opportunity is relevant, rich, and real-time data. Again, what we call Luxury Institute's three R's of personal data. It's important to realize that the currency of the digital economy is not data. The real currency is trust. Trust with verification is what inspires and empowers the willingness of customers to share their rich personal data, their relevant, rich, and real-time data. In luxury, where the customer purchase decision involves high value, high risk, high investment, and or high emotion, sometimes all four of those, sometimes a few of those elements, brands have the unique opportunity to completely bypass data brokers and digital platforms. Let me repeat that. Brands have the unique opportunity to completely bypass data brokers and digital platforms. That's because luxury brands have the unique opportunity and privilege to engage their customers directly right now in an open, honest dialogue regarding data sharing. And with consent, they can test and learn their way to demonstrating the value that they can generate 
with advanced personalization. We call that AP. Without a new individual customer controlled and led direct data sharing process, luxury brands will never have the opportunity to empower individual customer data and generate trillions of dollars of mutual value creation with their customers. Rule number six, from transactions to fiduciary, and I want to emphasize that word, fiduciary relationships. It is clear from observing the evolution of many luxury and premium online and multi-channel business models that customer acquisition costs continue to rise rapidly while customer retention rates decline sharply. For example, in the deeply troubled luxury fashion world, most brands are transactional business models that fail to achieve high levels of customer loyalty. To grow in a transactional model, brands have no choice, even at the luxury level, but to discount aggressively. The antidote to transactional luxury fashion business models has been to do exactly the same as Hermes, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and Chanel do today. But even for the luxury leaders of today, current best practices will not be enough. Let me repeat that. Even for the luxury leaders of today, current best practices will not be enough. Post-pandemic, these brands need to become fiduciaries and rise above their current customer experiences to, and this is what fiduciary means, to protect, enhance, and promote the best interests of their clients. Let me repeat that. Being a fiduciary means that you protect, enhance, and promote the best interests of your clients. Let me give you some examples. Going forward, a luxury apparel and accessories brand must demonstrate that it is executing and innovating sustainability best practices in order to protect their clients. Sustainability protects the client and society. Then they must prove that they're protecting client data with military-grade cybersecurity, with the extreme most powerful cybersecurity available. Then they must protect the privacy of the client by not selling their data or insights to third parties. And then once they've proven that they can protect the best interests of the clients beyond protection, they must enhance the client's best interests by providing the client with custom-made or made-to-order personalized garments, handbags, and shoes that are based, that are made on the insights from exclusive data that the consumer provides on a by consent, and this is an important term, privileged basis, privileged access to data. And that only occurs because the brand has established a high level of trust. And then more than that, more than protect and enhance, the brand must promote the best interests of the client by generating individual value for the client far beyond the products, far beyond the products and services. And how do you do that? Well, brands must use their new privileged access to client data combined with AI skills to generate insights and recommendations that continuously improve the client's life. For example, the brand can teach clients how to mix work clothes and accessories better and travel lighter 
because they have privileged access to data, they can do the analysis and they can come back with recommendations for the client. And they can go as deep as suggesting alternative living locations and habits and holiday travel locations that fit the client based on her observed habits and unexpressed desires. That's how intimate the relationship can be when you're a fiduciary. Now, fiduciary client relationships require a duty of care and loyalty that brands must deliver far beyond even the best current luxury client experience. Recent Luxury Institute research across Asia, Europe, and North America shows that in a post-pandemic world full of fear, threats, and predators, especially digital predators, an upgrade to the fiduciary client relationship model is the only way forward for brands that want to win in the rapidly evolving luxury space. Rule number seven, from omni-channel to omni-personal. Because of the industrial age pipeline processes and metaphors under which most luxury executives and their marketing agencies have developed, the mental models of the world have been focused first on products and then the traditional distribution, marketing, and selling channels. Despite the customer-centric hype, most brands and their agencies view customers not as individual human beings, but as anonymous entities residing in segments represented by personas from whom they capture data, to whom they endlessly target ads, products, and services, and with whom they close transactions in channels that are the most cost-effective and convenient to the brand. Rinse and repeat. That may be efficient for toilet paper, but it is highly ineffective for luxury goods and services. Instead, brands should focus first on how they can engage with human beings in order to develop and deliver custom solutions and experiences within a mutually beneficial long-term relationship where they can exchange high value continuously. It's a dance. It's a dance of value creation enabled by privileged access to data. The accelerating digitization of the customer's life is creating a new paradigm where customers are no longer willing to play nice in the linear, online, offline, mechanical, multi-channel world that brands have created for their own convenience. Today, the game is omnipersonal. It transcends channels. This is accelerated by the current crisis. This means that the customer has discarded the sales funnel that has been imposed by the brand and chooses whatever individual, nonlinear combinations of contact points for brand discovery, engagement, purchase, return, service, after sales service, and long-term relationship building that suits them, that suits the customer. It's clear that the only way to achieve omnipersonal relationships is to rewire the mental models of customer engagement and understand that in an omnipersonal world, the sun, the customer, never revolves around the earth. The earth, that is the brand, revolves around the sun. Privileged personal data access, as we have demonstrated previously, is the gateway. I'm going to repeat that. Privileged personal data access is the gateway. 
until luxury leaders internalize that customer centricity is driven by the customer, not by the brand, luxury will fail to achieve its full potential. Finally, let me say that the COVID-19 pandemic is a human tragedy. We all know that. A crisis of historic proportions that is taking place in a digital world context. It is taking place in a digital world context. It's not just an offline world anymore, it's highly digital. That creates the unique opportunity to reinvent the business model in ways not previously available. Some experts talk, talk about future-proofing the business. That's unrealistic. However, luxury goods and services brands can exponentially increase their agility and exponentially increase their probability of success. Right now, what luxury executives need to do is gather the strong courage, the drive, and the creativity to reinvent their business models in preparation for the massive opportunities of digital prosperity that will be created post-pandemic. It's been said that the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Achieving superb agility in these times is seen by some as a challenging burden, but it is a gift. So don't just embrace that challenge, crave that challenge. This is Milton Pedraza for Luxury Institute. Thank you, and we'll catch you in our next podcast. Be safe.